What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode should be extremely helpful for a lot of you. We're going to talk about eight ways to stop yourself from overeating. Now, when you're dieting, it can get a little bit hard. You're going to have to deal with a little bit of hunger throughout the process if you're trying to lose fat. That's just the name of the game. It's something that you can't necessarily get around. So what some people end up doing is having a bad problem with overeating or going into binge cycles and things like that that are ultimately going to stop you from reaching your goal. Today, we're going to talk about ways to combat that and make eating less food, make eating inside of a calorie deficit a little bit easier. But with that, I just want to make sure that you understand this. You can be eating too little amounts of food. So if you're somebody at the moment who's eating 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 calories and you're having a hard time not overeating, these tips aren't going to necessarily help you. In your current situation, probably means if you're having issues of overeating and you're trying to eat that little of amount of calories, probably means that you need to up calories some. And that's going to be, it's going to be dependent on everybody. I say that with caution because it's going to be, it's going to depend on how much you weigh and different things. But if you're just a, a gen pop type of person, just a normal person who's looking to lose fat and you're having a problem overeating, you're having a problem sticking to your calories, then this episode is going to be extremely helpful. Now, if you are somebody who's already quite skinny, you weigh, let's say, anywhere from 100 to 130, 140 pounds, you're eating 1,000 to 1,200 calories, your next step shouldn't be finding these ways to combat overeating. It should be probably upping your calories if you're struggling with it and it's affecting your goals. If, if you've been dieting for a really long time, chances are you need to reverse and come back up to a maintenance. So I just wanted to put that out there as a feeler before we start. This is for the general person who maybe has 10, 20, 30, even more than that pounds to lose and is still struggling with overeating. That is the person that this podcast is for today. So I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let's hop in. All right, tip number one, start your day with higher protein and fat and less carb. So what I see a lot of people do is start their day with like a granola bar or some cereal or a little bit of oatmeal without including any protein or really any fat, just a a straight carb source. What you got to realize with this is that carbohydrates digest fast. Your body wants to tap into your carbs and use them as energy faster than it's going to use protein or fats. So to feel fuller earlier in the day to get you till lunchtime, having something that's higher in protein and higher in fat while less in carbohydrates makes a little bit more sense to start off your day to prolong your hunger till later in the day after that first meal. So having something like for myself, a lot of the times it's eggs with some cheese and then I'll put like a little bit of sugar-free syrup on top of it to sweeten it up. Or you could use some hot sauce or sauce, but while I'm eating is Basically, just some protein from the eggs as well as some fat from the eggs and then a little bit of protein and fat as well from the mozzarella cheese I put on top of there too. I'm saving my carbohydrates for later on in the day when I work out, but I'm able to get fuller in the morning from just the fat and protein source because it takes longer for my body to digest that. So if you're finding yourself hungry and starving by lunchtime every single day, look at what you're eating in the morning. If you're just having a carb source, like maybe some cereal, a granola bar, a little bit of oatmeal or some toast, you're probably just utilizing that breakfast as an energy source faster, which is making you hungrier quicker, which which is giving you that feeling of, of starving going into lunch. So if you'll switch up that first meal and make it something like some eggs or you can have some carbs. If you're going to have oatmeal, just make sure like maybe you put a little bit of peanut butter in there and some 
protein powder as well to add some protein, add some fats to slow down the digestion of that first meal to help you be able to save more calories for later in the day and not feel so hungry and starving by the time lunch comes around and you just grab some random thing that doesn't fit inside of your goals. Number two, clean out the bull crap in your house. I talked about this on Tuesday's episode as well, but if you have a lot of foods in your house that you love or highly palatable that you tend to overeat on, just simply get them out of your out of your house. That sounds like common sense, right? But so many of us will leave random foods in our house that we find ourselves overeating on, but don't ever take action to get them out of our house to eliminate that choice. Your brain has to use energy to make the right choice at every single meal that you have. It's a stimulant on your brain. You only have so much energy in your brain to continue to make the right choice. So by eliminating the bad choices and not even giving yourself that choice, when you hop into your pantry, there's only foods there that support your goals. You're going to be much more likely to not overeat because you're not even making it available or giving yourself the chance to be able to do it. So by simply getting rid of all the crap, if you have Oreos, if you have highly palatable, just sugary foods, things that you find yourself overeating, high calorie ice creams, all these random things that don't support your goals and you find yourself overeating, get them out. There's no point in having those inside of your house. Switch them out for things like if it's ice cream, switch it out for low-fat ice cream. We keep low-fat ice cream in our house. If it's for us, I overeat on cereal. I mentioned this in the last podcast too. But So for me, I just keep honeycombs in the house. If I want to have cereal, it's honeycombs. It's higher volume. It's lower calorie. There's, you can do a cup and a half of honeycombs for 130 calories, whereas most other types of cereals are only three-fourths of a cup for the same 130 calories. So switching things up like that. Things like popcorn, 100 calorie bags of popcorn are super good for this. Um, oatmeal, Greek yogurts, protein bars, jerky. Things are going to support your goals. Keep those in your house because it's going to be you're going to be far less likely to overeat on them. And again, that means that the foods that that you're eating every single day, they might not taste as good as the other foods in your that you were eating, like cookies and Oreos or sugary cereals, all of these different things, you've got to realize that having that stuff in your house and having a little bit of it can potentially cause you to overeat more often. So just get it out of your house so that it's not a choice that you have to make. Again, if you have kids, just simply buy the kids version of those foods. So like I said this yesterday too, but the gummy snacks, get like the Toy Story brand or the kids movies brands of them because you're going to feel always a little bit more ridiculous grabbing into your kids foods that are made for little kids. You're going to feel a little bit more ridiculous trying to overeat on those than you are on a bag of Oreos or a bag of cookies or something random like that. That's just super easy to grab. You don't even think about it. You just start eating and then you think, oh oh, shit, what did I just do that for? That, That does not fit into my day. I did it because my brain was telling me that I wanted it, but really I wasn't even hungry. And then you end up frustrated. So get all of the bull crap out of your house so that you don't have to make that decision over and over. It's already made for you. Number three, track your meals in advance. This is a good hack that you should be using, especially if you're newer to tracking calories or keeping track of your food intake or just having to make better food choices. If the night before your following day, you track all of the foods you're going to have in that day, it's going to be a lot easier to stay on track as to where if you wake up in the morning and you just kind of start putting puzzling things together, I'm going to eat this in the morning, then I'm going to eat all this for lunch and then that for dinner. It's going to be harder to stay within your goals because it's not pre-planned. Now, as you get more experience and you've been tracking and you're comfortable with it and you can trust yourself to not overeat, you can start to wing it a little bit more in your days and not 
pre-plan your meals. But as you're newer, if you're struggling with overeating, pre-planning those meals the night before just gives you a structure so that you don't have to make any choices. You just have a day of meals right there to follow. You know, for breakfast, I'm going to have this. For lunch, I'm going to have this. And for dinner, I'm going to have this. And this is going to be my snack. And that's going to keep me within my calorie goal. It's going to have me hitting my protein goal. And I'm just going to be able to go on with my day without having to stress about it, think about it, or putting the energy towards it because I took care of it the night before. So that's a huge one. Track your meals in advance. When you do that, you're planning out to be successful and you're going to be far more likely just to be able to stick to it and not have to make those choices every day to where people can kind of get way wavery and make the wrong choice because of an emotional feeling that they're having in that moment. You take that just out of the equation when you already have it tracked and you just have to look at what your next meal is instead of having to think of what your next meal is. Number four is a little bit more of an advanced one, but I like it for some people. It's periodize your calorie intake over the week. So what you can do, and I'm doing this with a current client right now who had a trouble with overeating on the weekend. So we had her on 1600 calories every single day, but what she was doing, she was sticking to it perfectly on the weekdays nothing was going wrong. The weekends would come around and she was always overeating and not hitting her calorie goal. She was always going over it. And then she started to beat herself up for it because she felt like she was failing herself. She couldn't stick to it. She wasn't disciplined enough. She didn't feel like she was cut out for it. So what we did is we had a conversation and I told her, well, how would you feel if we dropped your calories a little bit on the weekdays to be able to up your calories a little bit more on the weekends? Do you feel like you'd be able to stick to that a little bit better? And she thought about, she's like, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. So we switched it to put her at 1,400 calories on the weekdays, and then we upped her calories. I think it was to somewhere between 1,800 to 2,000 calories on the weekends. So now what's happening is we have her in a deeper deficit on the weekdays, and then on the weekends when she's a little bit more social, she goes out. She has more room to fit foods inside of her calories because she has a bigger calorie budget for those days. And so what happens through the week, you lose a decent amount of weight. It's going down, down, down. And then on the weekends, you have two higher days. Your weight's going to go up a little bit on those two days. But as long as when Monday comes back around, you come back to those lower days of 1400 and continue that cycle, your weight's going to gradually keep going down just as it would is if you're eating the same amount of calories every single day. You're doing the same thing here. You're just having little spikes on the weekends because you're accounting for having higher calories on those weekends. So you're having lower amount of calories on the weekday. So this isn't a strategy that I would advise for everybody to use at first. I would first advise just get comfortable with tracking and get consistent with um, a particular number of calories every single day. But if you find yourself overeating on certain days, taking calories a little bit lower on days where it's easier for you and you're more planned out and scheduled. And then on weekends where you're a little bit more free and you have more of a social life, having higher calories for those days, it's going to make you be able to stay on track a little bit easier. So you can periodize your calorie intake in that sort of sense to potentially be able to be more adherent. It works for some people and for other people it doesn't work. If you're the type that that wants, if you do this and you can eat lower calorie during the week and then on the weekends you don't track and you go way over the amount of calories that you were supposed to eat, even though they were higher, it's, it's not working for you. It's, it's not as that's not going to produce the results that you want. You still have to stay within your calorie budgets for each time, but it's a little bit easier on the weekends if that calorie budget can be a little bit higher for some people. So take that with a grain of salt, but if you're that type of person, it might work for you. Number five, don't restrict your food intake the day following overeating. I had a huge struggle with this for a long time. So 
I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast. I think that I have, but I went through a binging phase back in the day where I went super low calorie. I got super lean. My hormones got out of whack and I was always starving. So I'd starve myself and then I would overly binge. And then after the binge cycle, I would then restrict calories even more to try and make up for that binge. And I see a lot of people do that as well. You'll overeat for a couple of days and then you, you punish yourself by eating a lot less food the days following which actually ends up triggering another binge in the future and you just end up in the cycle. So this is easier said than done. But if you have an overeating day, you've got to learn how to have a short-term mindset with it. It happened, it's over, you can't change it. It's not your job to try to overcorrect it by eating lower calorie again, lower than you should be just to overcorrect it because that keeps you in that cycle. You just need to get back on track. If your calorie goal is somewhere between 15 to 1,700 calories, you have a day of binging where you eat three, four, five thousand. Don't try and eat five hundred to a thousand calories for the next couple of days to make up for it. Just simply get back to that fifteen to seventeen hundred calories and get going again. If you can just do that and try and break the cycle and just get consistent with what you're supposed to be doing, you'll eventually break free. But if you're always trying to correct and overcorrect your overeating days and then undereat and then overeat and then undereat, you're just gonna sit in this roller coaster and never really get anywhere. So the days that you overeat. Short-term mindset, get over it. I know that's easier said than done. It's hard, but you've got to try to adopt that mindset. You've got to get over the days that you're overeating and beating yourself up. Just simply get back to what you should be doing, eating the correct amount of calories that you should be eating to put you in a sufficient deficit to lose fat sustainably where you're losing 1% to potentially 2% every single week and you're going to be on the right track. But don't overeat and then try and overcompensate for it by undereating. You're going to end up in this cycle just like I did where you get stuck and then you start playing mind games with yourself and it can it can get vicious. So I would just advise you that when you have overeating days, try not to be so hard on yourself. Get over it. Get back to what you're supposed to be doing and don't think about it. And especially don't overcorrect for it. Just get back on track. Number six, create a start date and end date to your lower calorie phase. So this is where a lot of people go wrong too. You don't have a light at the end of the tunnel that you can see. So if you're trying to lose fat, if you're not phasing it and you know you have an end date coming up, it's going to be a lot easier to not be disciplined inside of that and use excuses to overeat because you don't know where you're going. You don't know how long it's going to take you. You don't have a plan set up. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I know that's cheesy, but it is so true, especially inside of your nutrition because a calorie deficit is not the funnest thing in the world. You don't want to always be eating low calorie. It's not fun. It can get a little bit inconvenient at times. So if you'll give yourself a start and an end date to that time, at least a rough estimate of your start and end date, it doesn't have to be exact days, but if you have a good estimate of, of how long you're going for, you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel where it's going to, at some point, end, you're going to be able to get back to a maintenance phase where you're not as hungry and you can enjoy yourself a little bit more and have a little bit more freedom without the inconvenience of having to track every single day. So give yourself that light. Make sure you have a plan for what you're doing. If you don't have a plan, it's going to be a lot easier to give yourself excuses of overeating because, uh, well, whatever, I don't really have a plan of what I'm doing. So what's the point of sticking to anything? I don't even know where I'm going. There's no light. There's no structure. There's no destination. Give yourself a solid plan. Whenever I work with somebody, I want to know their goal, where they're trying to get why they're trying to get there and how long they think it's going to take them to get there. And then we can work together because we're on the same path. We know where we're going. We know that we're going to come out of the deficit at some point. We know that we're going to start to feel better by coming reversing back up to a maintenance, being able to eat higher calories after achieving our goal and sustaining that goal that we had. The goal isn't always to be eating low calorie. 
You need to go in the phase of eating low calorie and then learn how to reverse out of that after you've achieved your fat loss goal to a higher calorie number and then maintain that goal at that higher calorie number. But so many people think they just go into a chronic calorie deficit and I did the same thing for way too long, never see light at the end of the tunnel and then end up in these binging and overeating cycles and and you never really have a true goal because you're just yo-yoing back and forth. So create a time frame. It doesn't have to be perfect dates, but just have a general time frame of how long you're trying to go for, how much weight you're trying to lose in this amount of time, and you're going to be far more likely to stick to it and stay disciplined. Number seven, include at least one high-volume, low-calorie meal every single day. Honestly, I'd say include at least two of them if you're, if you're getting to a point where you're hungry inside of your calorie deficit. But all that this means is having foods that are lower in calorie, but there's more density to them so that as you eat, it's lower calorie, but it's filling you up more. I've talked a lot about this, but doing big salads with a lot of veggies, things like cauliflower rice, um, berries are great for this. 100 calorie bags of popcorn are great for this. You just need foods in your arsenal that are going to fill you up for a lesser amount of calories. Like if you look at strawberries, you'd be surprised how many calories you can eat for a lower amount of how many strawberries you can eat for a lower amount of calories. Same with same thing with watermelon. I think you can do like a pound of watermelon for just over 100 calories. That's ridiculous. You should be eating a lot of watermelon if you're hungry. It's going to fill you up for a longer amount of time for a lesser amount of calories. So salads, vegetables, fruits, especially berries, watermelon, including these things in your arsenal every single day that are lower in calories higher in volume fill you up more are key to being able to stick it out in the long run again these foods aren't always the 100% best tasting but when you're inside of a calorie deficit one of the biggest priorities you need to have is staying full you're not always going to be able to eat sugary sweet really good tasting foods you can fit some of that stuff in 100% but the majority of what you're eating should be lean meats vegetables, some fruits, lower calorie snacks, like the popcorn, maybe some halo top, things like that, that are lower calorie, going to fill you up for a longer amount of time so that you're not always starving and you can still stay within your calories. And number eight, the last one, save some calories for after dinner each night for a snack. I just had this one come up with the client too. They were having a hard time at nighttime, not overeating after dinner. So they'd eat dinner around six, and they would use all of their calories up during that dinner. So by the time 8, 9, 10 o'clock comes up, they're watching TV. Well, they're hungry and they're, they're finding themselves snacking and going over their calories because they're hungry at night. People have this weird thing where they think that you shouldn't eat foods at night. It's bad to eat foods at night. As long as you're staying within your calorie goal, you can eat those foods at any time. Sticking to your calories is the most important. So what I like to do is have a lighter breakfast. Sometimes I won't eat breakfast. Sometimes I will. It just depends, but I always make sure to leave calories for after dinner so I can have a snack before I go to bed. Most of us are hungrier, hungrier at nighttime. We're hanging out with our family. We're watching TV. We're just kind of chilling. It's nice to be able to snack on something. So through the day, if you're smarter with your calorie intake, to be able to leave two, three, four, five hundred calories for after your dinner to be able to snack on something while you're watching TV. Again, maybe it's like some Halo Top ice cream. Maybe it's some popcorn. Maybe it's some Greek yogurt. Just something easy that's got a little bit of protein in there as well for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to plan out the earlier part of your day to leave those calories at nighttime. So instead of 
binging on sugary foods or whatever it is because you feel like you're off plan anyway. So I might as well just eat this because it's going to mess up my progress anyway. Well, if you leave the calories needed and you fill it with things like popcorn or Halo Top or Greek yogurt or something that fits into your plan, well, then it's completely okay and you're able to get full before you got to bed, go to bed to be able to keep you on track with your goals. So just being a little bit smarter and knowing yourself and when you're hungry and when you're not and planning your days accordingly, saving room for foods at times that you know you're going to want to snack on something is key to be able to make long-term progress. Remember, this is about creating a plan that fits into your lifestyle. There's not a blueprint of an exact way that you have to go about eating. It comes down to a few principles. You need to have the correct amount of calories. If you're trying to lose fat, you've got to be in a calorie deficit. You need enough protein to support your lean tissue to potentially put more lean tissue on so you can create that defined tone look if you're a lady or to, to gain more muscle as a guy. And then you need some micronutrients to be able to help fill you up as well as vitamin and minerals are going to help with your hormones. They're going to help with fat loss. They're going to help with your health overall. Those are the keys. But when you're eating and these different things that we get caught up in in the minutia, like carbs at night make us fat and all these different things, they don't play as big of a role and they're not near as big of an issue. The big issues are staying within your calories, hitting your protein, and eating these higher volume, lower calorie foods that are packed with the minerals and vitamins and whatnot that we need to keep us healthy overall. Then you can fit in some of the foods that you enjoy, the sugary, more palatable, highly palatable foods that, that taste good as well. But we don't want to base our diet off of those foods. We want to base our diet off of the more boring foods because it's going to keep us fuller, it's going to keep us healthier, and it's going to keep us more consistent over the long haul. So I hope that this quick podcast is kind of like a rapid fire, just giving you a bunch of tangible stuff to help you from overeating. I hope that this really helps you and you get some value out of it. So I really do appreciate you guys for listening. If you did get some value, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot post it on your IG story. Make sure to tag me. I'll make sure to write you a message thanking you and I'll post it on my story as well. So again, I appreciate you guys. Hopefully you have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.